Well, hello everyone, this is David, and I would like to wish you all a happy Resurrection Weekend, <laughs> which as Christians is kind of redundant because, well, every moment of our lives is a happy Resurrection Day and a happy Resurrection moment, but nevertheless, just last week we, we had a Ladies' Day, which we have at Westchester Church every other year, and we just invite ladies from all across the region and the area, whether they are in our church tribe or they're not, whether they are Christians or they're not Christians, to come and to be a part of a day of fellowship and of connection um, creation. And we had an incredible ladies' day. And, and on the podcast, I would especially like to have a couple of the talks that we had. This very first one is from our very own Tracy Smith Dussel. And as everybody has has a story, you know, ultimately. Here is Tracy's story. Again, this is Tracy Smith Dussel. So, this whole Ladies' Day came about whether we are a work in progress, a construction zone, which when we were kicking around ideas, I initially liked that one because I'm not a gardener either. Plants come to my house to die. <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying. It doesn't always work. Um, and someone mentioned about doing the gardening theme, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, being a good Christian woman, everybody's idea is, is, is a good one. We can cash it out, you know. We'll talk about it later. That, oh, no, that's not a good idea. But the more and more I thought about the gardening theme, and I thought, you know what? This does fit. Because if you think, and I don't know the name of the flower, I'm sure Mary will correct me later, but if you think of a plant that you put it in the ground, and it blooms, and it's gorgeous, okay? Then it slowly dies, and then it's gone. But it's one of those ones that comes back and comes back. Daffodils, tulips, whatever. Daffodils, but like annuals <laughs> or perennials or something. Perennials come back. Okay, perennials, yes. see? <laughs> so, so, in a way, I'm like a perennial. Um, I like that. You plant it in the ground, sort of. You know, we have our moments in the sun where, all right, I look good, I feel good, you know, life is good, life is good. And then, you know, something happens or it's just that time, you kind of shrink. And then, you, you know, you're not quite as upbeat as you normally are or whatever. You kind of dry up, your leaves fall off, <laughs> you know, and you're gone. Kind of out of sight, but you're still there. So after a little bit of time, you wake up again. You start pushing your leaves, right? Your leaves, your stems up through the through the ground, and you become a beautiful flower again. And here you are. Everybody's like, "Oh, isn't she pretty? Isn't that you know looks good?" And again, that cycle kind of continues on and on. So, for those of you who don't know me, um, I am Tracy Smith Dussel. I am Lori's sister. Young, younger sister. My older sister is here too, Susan. Um, and we've always been known as the Smith girls. We are Betty Smith's daughter. So this is for you, Mom. Um, and my daughter Kelly is here. So you know that whole cycle kind of comes around. But for those of you who don't know me or my story, um, I was married to a wonderful man for almost 15 years. We were together for almost 30 years. I um, met him when I was 17. You know, I'm very young. And um, we were together 15 years before we got married, and then we were married for almost 15 years. So Joe and I, 
fell in love, grew in love, had kids, and it was just, that's just the way it always was. It was always Joe and I, you know, we were always Tracy and Joe, it was always like that couple of things. But anyway, so in 2013, Joe was diagnosed with bladder cancer, and we thought, okay, a bump in the road, no big deal. And he had major surgery. We went through the chemo. We went through the radiation. I leaned very heavily on my faith. And I will be honest, I didn't get baptized until I was 32, which is about the same time I got married. Um, I grew up in the church. We lived right across the field, so we could walk to church. I think my father liked it because he could come over to church, do his churching, and then get the heck out of here before anybody talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he could leave mom, mom like to talk. You know, that didn't get passed down to her girls. But um, so, you know, I did grow up in the church. I knew what was right or wrong. Now, when I was growing up, it was in the 70s, and um, church was, church kind of was like the brimstone and hellfire and all that stuff. Not, not as bad as sitting in the pew one time, and Don Garrett, who many of you know from Camp Antony, and Don Garrett was an elder here, and I was sitting next to my parents, and he was talking about something, and then he called me out, and he's like, Tracy, do you believe in hell? And I'm like, oh God, yes, you know? And, and but for those of you who knew Don Garrett, he was a tall, not menacing, but like he was a foreboding person, you know? And so, for a long time, I always kind of considered, you know, church is when you're good, and then there's the other side when you're not so good. So, anyway, so just to kind of give that background, when my father passed away in 2005, yeah, 2005, um, I found I did kind of rely on my faith more, because I knew I'm gonna see dad again one day. You know, I'm gonna make sure of it. I'm gonna get up there and see him. So that, so 2005, you know, I think I became more involved within the church um, with Lois in ladies class, who she was my fifth and sixth grade teacher as well. So she, she's been around for quite a while. Um, when I went to ladies class for the first time, I said to my mother, oh, I hope they don't call me, I don't like to talk. <laughs> don't let me have to read, don't let me have to do anything. And mom said something to Lois, she gave me a week or two and then she called on me. So, and look what happened now. <laughs> So anyway, all right, now see, this is why I should write things down. I lost myself. But long and short is, in 2005, when my dad passed away, I did kind of, I came, you know, faith, I believed it all, and I was gung-ho, headstrong. Um, we started Ladies' Day up again. Um, you know, we were involved in the church. I even taught Sunday school for a little bit. Um, so, you know, going about life, life is good. So 2013, like I said, Joe was diagnosed with cancer. And um, we did surgery, kind of thought, okay, you know, it's a one-time deal, which the doctors kind of thought. And then 2014, in April, around tax day, um, we had found that his cancer metastasized to his pelvic bones, which is bones, and it was also considered terminal. Mm -hmm. So 2014, 15, it was, Radiation, chemo, 
you know, the, it was it was all about getting him taken care of. I just worked. I had doctor's appointments, took care of the kids as best I could, you know, just that whole, like, you know when someone's sick that you love, you're just so engrossed in taking care of them, and like, nothing else matters, but you do what you have to do to get through the days. So finally, towards the end of 2015, I guess it was, um, Joe said, I'm done with chemo. We knew it wasn't helping, and he's like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I'm like, okay, whatever you want. So he, we stopped doing chemo. We had some nice family vacations, some nice time. The four of us spent a lot of good time together. Um, and then in February of 2016, we, he, it wasn't good. Um, he just, he had, did not have a good night and he ended up, he wanted to go to the hospice in, at the center in town. And he looked at me and he said to me, he says, am I dying? And I had to look at him and say, yeah, I think, I think you are. So he, he went quick, and which I'm very grateful for. Everyone, my whole family, my nieces and nephews, my kids, we were all there with him. Like anybody who knows the Smith family, you know, anytime we're together, it's a party. And Joe always used to say, every time you guys get together, it's always a big to-do. I'm like, well, it's not a big to-do, it's just my family, you know? But he came from a smaller family, a little dysfunctional side, you know. Um, so he wasn't really used to that. But we were all there, you know, he, he, he passed, everything was as good as it could be. And then we started the long process of, okay, now I'm a single parent with two kids, I was a widow at 47. How am I going to handle this? And during this time, I did rely on my faith a lot. And the ladies of the church, and the prayers, and everything. And, you know, part of me, deep down, thought, okay, yes, everybody prayed, everybody helped. Well, it didn't help. I still lost them. You know, part of me was a little mad about that, but that's just how life is. So, 2016 and 2017, that wasn't my good years. Um, like I said, I've been dating Joe since I was 17. You know, I, after taking care of him, you're kind of empty. And I had nothing to give to anyone. My kids, I got them to school. They were fed. They were alive. Um, I was working. I was working at a job that, you know, I was bringing in money. I'd go into my, my, um, off, my job, shut my door, and do my work at my desk. So I just didn't really want to deal with anybody. And um, I, the only term I can think of for that time in my life, and I have to explain it though, is a functioning alcoholic. I was not, I was not an alcoholic. I, I do admit I do like to have a glass of wine or two or three. <laughs> or some other stuff, you know, but the only way I can explain how that was, and we all kind of know how a functioning alcoholic Yes, they have a problem, but they get through the days. Mm -hmm. And they just, it's just through the days. And they live for, quote, that drink. I really, I wasn't living for the drink. I was just living for getting through the day. And I was still here at church. I even spoke at Ladies' Day, because um, we had a Ladies' Day at that time. And I was lost. I may have looked okay on the outside, and I may have said, 
People may ask, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm all right, you know? Well, that's kind of how, you know, I am, or was. Um, I knew I was fooling myself, but I kept telling myself, I'm fine, I'm fine. I pushed people away. I pushed my sisters away. And, uh, wait, this really is not easy. Um, sorry. You're doing great. I'm sorry, I think I need to do this, though. <laughs> um, you know, my mom, she understood. She lost her husband. I mean, until you lose your husband or a child, nobody knows what it's like. I mean, um, you know, and even my mom, who lost her husband, it was a different, a different scenario. My father was 77 when he passed away. He raised five beautiful kids, gorgeous girls, right? <laughs> you know, and he had a good life. You know, Joe, well, we have two gorgeous kids. Take care of their mother. Um, <laughs> right, Cal? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> See, he embarrassed her and makes everything so much better. That's what I said. That's why I had kids, to embarrass them and yell at them. So, <laughs> you know, it, mom kind of understood. But again, like I said, I was kind of hurting. I felt like nobody understands my pain. And then when we started to prepare for this, I was thinking about things. And I thought, well, you know, God lost his son. So he gets that pain. He kind of understands that pain. So he understands. But then, of course, you know, being, I'm fine, I'm good, hey, I'm having a good time. You know, God's there. He's got my back. So, like I said, you know, the, the functioning alcohol, trying just to get through the days. Um, I was also sort of... Dating a gentleman that, you know, eh, not much to talk about. But anyway, <laughs> he was nice. My, my kids couldn't stand him. Um, so your kids know, sometimes I couldn't stand him. But Marvin um, just thought it was better to be with someone than to be alone. Because, like I said, I had been with Joe since I was young. Um, but during this time, I stopped coming to church for a little bit. And I kind of shrank down into the dirt, dry old leaves fell off, and I just kind of buried myself. And then, I'm not sure what happened, um, and I don't want to say it's because of a guy, because it's, it's not. What is of a guy? It's of God. It's of the Lord. It was his time. Um, somehow I met a very nice gentleman who my kids do like, and he adores my kids. He's a church person, so he comes to church and he does, he, he does, you know, oh, can you move this chair? I'll take care of that. You know, he does all that stuff. So that kind of gave me, started to, you know, be my light to kind of help me push up out of the ground a little bit. I got a new job. Before I was working in the law firm, then I went to work at the county, which is okay. I'll tell you, if you're in Westchester by the courthouse, don't be by the doors at 425. Because those people are out. I mean, traffic stops and they will. I left the courthouse. Now I work at another job. In Wilmington, it's a little bit more of a drive. Um, and it's busy. And it's crazy. And it's stressful. And I love it because I feel I'm busy. Um, I couldn't have done it 
without like Dan helps take care of the, the kids. He cooks dinner, he does the laundry, cleans my house, my house has never been cleaned before like that. Um, he is awesome. He's you know but he is a good cook, so I can do my job and come home, you know, and I know my kids are taken care of, things are good. Um, Kelly wanted to play. All right, we forced Kelly to play volleyball. We <laughs> kind of forced her because if you see my daughter, she's tall. All she has to do is stand in the net. You know, nobody's getting past her. Plus, I think it might be you know good for college for scholarships. So we're looking at that. Um, but he made sure she got back and forth from from volleyball. And as all this was going on, then I started to realize how important things were, and I kind of realized to myself. I, looked, I wasn't okay. You know, I was functioning. So the Lord and I had a little talk, more than one, you know, long drive to Delaware or whatever. And things are good. And I really and truly mean that. I'm not putting the front on like I was two years ago or whatever. I probably didn't know it was a front at that time. But um, I'm no longer functioning alcoholic. I am. A Christian. I'm a woman who is now living. Um, now, fortunately, you know, God still throws his little curveballs at you. So, you know, three weeks we lost my mother, who was, you know, our center, kept us kind of all together and, and was our beacon and, you know, was very honest and say, you know, you do something, why'd you do that? I'm like, well, oh. she goes, well, okay, if you want to do it, that's fine. You know, she, she was the mother. She gave you the guidance. She also taught me a lot of things. And after the funeral last week and seeing the response and the outpouring, I mean, I know my mother has touched so many people's lives. And that's how I want to be. And, you know, I want to touch as many lives as I can, whether, you know, standing up here telling you, I'm not perfect. You know, I was crappy. I had a crappy time, but I got through it. And the Lord will always take you back. Yes. And that's kind of what we have to remember. No matter what you do, he, he will take you back. All you have to do, you know, he's always there. All you have to do is kind of ask and turn to him. And it's like, no matter how bad things can get, and, you know, they always say, the Lord doesn't give you more than you can handle. I'm like, okay, I've handled it now. <laughs> Somebody else handled it for a while. <laughs> you know, I, I need a little break. But God is always there. Yes. And seeing you ladies here today reinforces that. Mm -hmm. um, seeing, you know, relationships are being repaired, it definitely enforces that. The love that we all have, because I mean, I have three sisters, two sisters. <laughs> I had a big friend, I had two brothers, I gotta mention them too. But I have a bigger church now. So even if we're not at the same church, you go to you know, a different church, we are all family. And we all support each other. Just, just knowing that there's other people out there, you know, helps us get through the day. Um, you know, knowing that other people kind of go through the same problems you do. And, you know, whether you turn to God right away, or, you know, it takes a year or two to turn back. <laughs> but he was there. 
And he kind of turned, you know, I started coming back, and I said to the ladies, okay, it's time, we're gonna do ladies' day. <laughs> and started throwing out those ideas. So, I will end, because it's 11 08. I'm getting a little hungry. I'm gonna admit that. Um, you know, I, my whole thing of this is, and I love my sister speakers, that, you know, they all bring something different to it. We always joke that Denise is our Avis Davis. <laughs> for, for any of you who don't know, we used to, we have a group called the Yada Yada Prayer Group. There's a series of books by Ned and Jackson. If you've never read them, I encourage read them. It's a very easy read, because I know when I have kids, so they're quick chapters, but it talks about women of all different lives, styles, lives, coming together. They came together over one incident, and after that was kind of done, they all kind of said to each other, well, we're done. Like, and then they continued to have this Jelly Out of Prayer group, and they meet every two weeks or whatever. And there was a woman, Avis, who always had scripture, could always cite scripture and everything. So that's why we called Denise Avis Davis, because of that. She's, she's our scripture queen. I am not, obviously, because I didn't have any scriptures. <laughs> I could probably throw one or two out, like, Jesus wept, I knew that one. <laughs> Each other. 